Welcome to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. Common SKU brings on investment partner Frontier. You've probably already heard the news by now, and today we talk with co-founders Catherine Graham, CommonSkew's CEO, and Mark Graham, CommonSkew's President and Chief Brand Officer, about what it all means. What is private equity? How does it differ from other types of investment? What does this new chapter mean for clients? And why this investment move now? And out of all the investment firms courting CommonSkew through the years, why Frontier? Hi, friends. I'm Bobby Lehu, Chief Content Officer at CommonSkew. Frontier is based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. They're a private equity growth firm with $1 billion in active funds focused exclusively on software. Frontier Growth was listed on Inc. Magazine's inaugural list of the 50 best private equity firms for entrepreneurs, a list of founder-friendly private equity firms. This is from the Inc. article about the 50 best. Quote, Private equity firms have been called all kinds of nasty names over the years, asset strippers, corporate raiders, vulture capitalists, but don't be deterred by these labels. The PE firms making headlines over high-profile corporate bankruptcies such as Toys R Us are rarely the same investors who back small businesses. In fact, more and more companies are taking private equity investment. In the U.S., the number of PE-backed businesses is up 25%. So don't forget to call PE firms something else. Business builders. And hey, before our chat with Mark and Catherine, are you hiring? Are you growing? Or are you looking to hire in the near future? If so, have you heard about our new program with our friends at Delegate CX to help you scale your team? Exclusively for CommonSkew customers, if you hire through Delegate CX, they will cover the cost of your new hire's CommonSkew license for their first year on the platform. That's an $1,100 value. But really, the value is much more than 1K in your pocket because DCX talent comes to you highly trained about the industry. And you can soar past all those pesky HR hurdles because DCX does it for you. Hiring has never been faster or cheaper, and growing your business through CommonSkew's Work From Anywhere platform has never been easier. You can check out the details on our integrations page, where you can see all our integrations from QuickBooks to Avalara to Stripe, HubSpot, and more at commonskew.com slash integrations. Now, onto our chat with CommonSkew co-founders, Mark and Catherine Gray. So that we can understand private equity better. As I said in my intro, we kind of always want the SKUcast to be a learning experience. So we want to talk about what CommonSkew is doing so that customers can know. But we also want to tell, teach folks about what private equity is and what that's going to do for your business. So, so that we can understand it better. And for those of us unfamiliar with private equity, what's the difference, Catherine, between like private equity firms versus venture capital firms or other forms of investment? Yeah, so there's a spectrum within the area of you know, private investment. And on one end of the spectrum, you have venture capital firms that tend to invest in uh, early stage businesses, often even before a product is even created. And they are taking a tremendous amount of risk because the company is at typically an earlier stage in terms of understanding either product market fit or customer base or any of, of those pieces. So there is greater risk and therefore um, higher expectation in terms of the potential you know, growth path that that business is going to 
be on. Um, with that kind of comes different expectations as far as the you know, rate of revenue growth, um, the rate of and which kind of that company is going to pour money into, you know, hiring and marketing. And I, I joke that that's more of like the light money on fire in order to be able to achieve kind of an outcome versus at the opposite end of the equation, you have private equity firms that come in and uh, buy a company outright. So they're taking on a majority position. Mm-hmm. They have full control over the business. And ultimately, the um, obviously, there's different you know, expectations in terms of the decision-making process and what it is that the outcome is needed, um, you know, on that end of the equation. In the middle, there is this uh, stage that are called growth equity firms. So there's still private equity, but it's a different stage called growth equity, um, where it's much more of a, what I, you know, consider kind of a Goldilocks approach for us, in that there's, um, expectations are much more aligned with kind of where um, we are at in terms of our growth journey, how it is that we think about um, investment and being more kind of thoughtful on that front as opposed to lighting money on fire. Um, So it's, uh, yeah, it's this interesting space in the middle in the private investment world. Yeah. You call it the Goldilocks middle, which I love. I love that. Um, What do most companies, Mark, why do most companies even seek PE investments? So it's generally around two things. Uh, number one is money, capital, and the second is expertise and brain power. Yeah. Um, in our case, it was certainly a mix of the two: um, capital and 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 uh, additional expertise. Um, in our case, because Common Skew had been a, a financially healthy and successful business for many many years, uh, our reliance on outside capital was was fairly limited. And so while that's an important part of this, um, what compelled us to go down this path was way more on the brain power and expertise. And that uh, there's a few components to that. Um, number one is just access to the partners and the staff on the frontier team that have worked with countless other B2B industry specific software companies. So that expertise is really, really helpful for us because it complements um, our expertise and allows for us to bring in additional perspectives. That's number one. And number two, that's also a great interest is access to the other portfolio of companies that are within the frontier uh, frontier network mm. that are all system of record, industry specific companies that are the common skew of XYZ industry. And so being able to connect with those entrepreneurs that have written this story and are at different stages of their journey is also extremely important to us. I often say that we've um, had such, uh, it's been such a joy for us to build this great community at CommonSkew and being able to connect all these great entrepreneurs on the distributor and supplier side. That's kind of what this is like for us. We're Mm -hmm. surrounding ourselves with peers that are in the software world that are building these exceptional businesses and what can we learn from them? So that mix of capital and expertise is is something that's super important for us and is generally what you find for uh, for any business that happens to go down the uh, growth equity path. But one of the first things I did was I started looking at the other companies that Frontier had invested in and seeing what, how they went to market and what kind of companies they served and who were their customers. It was really interesting to see some similarities. But private equity sometimes has a bad rap. I mean, we learned from Trina Bicknell. Catherine, you might remember the interview you did at SKUCon with the CRO panel. I really was impressed with Trina Bicknell's answer. She talked about uh, private equity being such a tremendous intelligence boost for their business. Here's what Trina had to say. 
So all of you are working for private equity-backed companies, wondering you know, how each of you kind of handle those expectations, manage the stress, and ultimately kind of keep it real. Trina. I feel really differently about private equity. I feel they very much support us and empower us in a lot of ways. And I feel like you have this whole group of people that are extremely smart, that if you have an issue or a problem that you can run something by or talk through something with them and actually really learn from them. I mean, when we first launched Batch and Bodega, you know, it, it came out of the, the gates like much stronger than we thought it was going to. And we had a capacity issue right away. It was like, okay, we, we can't ask for producers. We can't get these people want. What are we going to do? Well, private equity group had a team come out there and in four days, they figured it out. Okay, you're going to need these machines. You're going to need this many people. Here's what you're going to need to do. And it was done. And we suddenly had the capacity. But it's stressful <laughs> to have a board meeting. It's absolutely stressful to have to, you know, talk on lenders calls, all those things. I can't say it's not stressful. But I think the win that you get from private equity it far outweighs that because you have this, this team and this bandwidth that you wouldn't have otherwise. So, Catherine, this leads me to another question um, about the difference with private equity firms and SaaS. So what's different about SaaS companies that seek PE investments? Is there something unique to SaaS that's different from, say, a supplier? Because most of us are just familiar with private equity through our supplier partners. I think a lot of it comes down really just to investment thesis, right? And that a PE firm that invests in invests in the supplier within our industry might have a much more horizontal portfolio as far as the types of business businesses they are investing in. They wouldn't have only suppliers mm. in the promotional products, you know, um, industry that are in their portfolios because right. that obviously wouldn't make sense from a competitive perspective. Whereas what ends up being you know can be unique about SaaS investments, and particularly um, with you know Frontier in terms of a much more even even more specific investment thesis is that they are only investing in vertical B2B SaaS businesses. So focus, as Mark said, just on, you know, specific industries and softwares that serve specific industries. So with that, um, I think comes this very different opportunities around, uh, you know, community, around being able to collaborate kind of with other portfolio companies, share learnings, um, either, you know, through the investment partners or through direct um, interaction kind of between the portfolio companies. And I think that that can be unique versus the portfolio of a PE firm that has horizontal investments. Mm. Catherine, how does this partnership give you the freedom to run your business, but also the support to advise but not control? I think what's exciting about having um, smart people around the table that ultimately are enabling you to still call the shots, but being able to provide, you know, that guidance and expertise of having seen this movie before. And that, that to me is what's exciting right. about bringing on an investment partner is that the, you know, running a business yeah. can be lonely and having, you know, others that can bring, you mm -hmm. know, outside perspective that when you're often so deep in the weeds that sometimes you can't kind of, it's, it's hard to step out and see the forest for the trees and having someone who is outside your business, but still deeply understands your business, that they just bring a totally different lens to the table. And ultimately that, um, you know, that ability to, to bring kind of that, um, that, that thinking as well as that experience um, to be able to help kind of advise and guide, but without telling us what to do. Like to me, that's as, as an entrepreneur, that's kind of the best of all worlds. <laughs> yeah. Mark, as a customer, what's the most important thing I should know about this change? As a customer, I think that you're, uh, there's a couple things I would say. Uh, number one is Common Skew has not changed from the standpoint of uh, Catherine and my commitment 
uh, to the business. Uh, we still own the majority of the company. Um, we still absolutely love this company, the people that work at it, uh, the industry. Um, our enthusiasm is not dimmed after the better part of 20 years. In fact, it's actually only grown in terms of our passion and enjoyment for the industry. Um, as a customer, I think what's exciting here is that you still have our complete focus and the same band is leading this company, but there's that much more expertise, that much more capital that's behind us driving this application to even greater heights. Um, that means that there are fewer constraints. Um, that means that uh, our ability to do more quickly to benefit our customers and drive value for them is that much greater. So this is a very special time. And that was one of the things that was important for us because we've been courted by investment companies for right. years. And we've right. always said, we don't need the capital. Thanks, but no thanks. And what, what became apparent to us over the last couple of years as we were starting to consider this and we were th uh, valuing things like resources and expertise and brain power and all of that is that we were also looking at the value we were driving for our customers and we wanted to eliminate as many of the constraints that were in our way to be able to do that and that, that that's what was special about this particular deal the frontier so as a customer you still have Mark and Catherine. Well, you still have Catherine. I'm sorry, you still have me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the passion is still there, if not greater, and uh, and certainly a lot more resources to be able to do more um, quicker. So we're really excited about executing even quicker now. Catherine, why this investment now? And maybe another way of asking this is, what do you plan to do with the new PE investment partnership that you haven't been able to do thus far, or what do you hope to do more of? Can you sort of give us an example? I think what's been really interesting in terms of what's going on within the industry, you know, post COVID is that the complexity has just exploded over the past couple of years, you know, whether that's getting in fulfillment, yeah. whether that's sales tax, whether, you know, you name it in terms of, you know, what it is that the, right. uh, the where the, where it is the expectations have gone from an end user perspective, um, what it is that it is now needed in terms of supply chain integration, uh, further complexity with additional technologies that are being used within uh, both the distributor and the supplier tech stack and how it is that information has to flow. So all of this is kind of the backdrop, you know, of what's what's going on. And with that become it comes no end of opportunity in terms of how it is that technology can help solve those <laughs> right. problems. And that's what's so exciting, right? Is that you've got um, you know, all of this opportunity and and only so many resources that you can you can spread over that. So being able to to really, you know, feel as if we can, you know, tackle more but continuing to be laser focused, you know, on bringing value to um, to our customers, to to the industry as a whole, that um, that that to me is what's super exciting with that. And I think there's just this is an interesting inflection point going on within the industry right now. And that's why the time is, is right. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the complexity because we've seen this incredible growth from $1 to $1.5 billion that now runs through the platform. Another example is shops growth. We just saw our biggest month in July for shops growth. And July is typically, I used to call them the three Js, were terrible for growth. Um, but it was our biggest month. And we keep seeing this month after month. So to have this kind of power behind us to be able to then invest in more customer-facing tools and more things like that is just really an exciting, as you said, an exciting chapter that we're facing. 
So you've also just got very interesting, you know, trends happening within, you know, AI and just other, you know, areas that are just moving really right. fast right now. And I think that that, again, that ability to have additional horsepower to be exploring kind of what's going on in different areas and thinking about how it is that we can be incorporating, you know, other elements that are changing within the technology space. Um, again, this goes to having mm. the, the benefit of, you know, a community of other other uh, companies in the portfolio that are going through kind of similar, um, you know, changes and experiences and, and being able to learn off that, that there's just the pace of change in technology is only accelerating. And again, with that comes exciting opportunity. So we have complexity on both sides. We have complexity on our, what our customers are dealing with. And plus we have our own complexity on the tech side, just keeping up with so many different opportunities. Mark, we've always been focused and passionate about our customers' growth. How does our future investments impact our growing customers. I think I just, we, I'm just repeating the same thing we just talked about, but I want to hear it through a different lens. So one of the things that's been exciting for us is that over the last 10, 11 years, we've seen our customers grow considerably. And it's exciting for us to keep up with them, right? And that we've grown together. And one of the things that we always want to make sure of as our customers continue to grow is that we continue to be right there, if not uh, anticipating their needs um, ahead, ahead of their growth. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that and managing all of the customers that we have, all the different sizes they're at. But these additional resources now allow us to invest in supporting our customers as they go from that small to mid-sized to enterprise style businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting for us. And as Catherine was saying, the, the word of the day is complexity, right? This industry has become more complex. Our customers' yeah. businesses are becoming more complex. And I mean, we've had some customers that have gone from a million in sales to 30 million in sales. That's insane. And that's a completely different business, right. completely different business in terms of their complexity, in terms of their staff counts. And we're delighted that we're along for the ride and we want to make sure that we can take them from that one to 30 to a hundred. And that's, that's what this next stage allows us to do is one of many examples. Um, so as, as, as we continue to create this modern operating platform for the industry. Yeah. Catherine, remember pre-COVID, you basically had to beat back investors with a stick. Like there were so many requests coming in and so many um, opportunities. Frontier is a private equity growth firm with a billion in active funds focused exclusively on software, as we talked about. And there's a quote. I love this from them. Um, importantly, we look for CEOs who are committed to remaining involved in the business and who care deeply about their customers, employees, and culture. Frontier was listed on Inc. Magazine's inaugural list of the 50 best private equity firms for entrepreneurs. As I read in the introduction, there's this great uh, description of them. But you've been courted by countless investment firms. What was it about Frontier that drew you to them? I would say two things. Um, obviously, the the very specific vertical B two B SaaS focus, you know, was one element of it. But there are tons of firms out there now that you know have that investment thesis. So the the piece that was far more important than that um, was ultimately the people. 
and you know where that interaction comes from. Uh, your, where, where it is that you start to be able to evaluate that is from kind of that very first interaction of you know an email reach out or a phone reach out, and and whether someone's done their homework as opposed to you know the pitch that can be written on ChatGPT mm. that I receive every day from other firms that I could literally write myself right. now. Uh, so you know a more thoughtful right. approach that has clearly done some homework into the business, as all of us in sales know, as far as how it is to be able to get someone to you know to return your your call or email and then ultimately you know every interaction that we've had with them since that point in time like they're just you know kind down-to-earth you know humble people that you know truly put the entrepreneur first and want to work alongside and what it is them and what it is that motivates them in terms of creating you know great businesses is so in keeping with how it is that we think about how we want to serve our customers that that ultimately was kind of what you know established those initial you know that initial connection in the early days that we were first kind of getting to know them and as we continue to kind of test that you know thesis out as we met more and more people from the firm um, that that remained kind of consistent throughout you know all of the experiences of those that we were meeting so it, it wasn't a matter of oh it's just one you know great person that ultimately could could turn over at some point it's like no that was a consistent view in terms of how it is that they they work you know as a firm if, if i were to jump in there bobby i think that there's a difference between people who care about the financial aspects of your business mm-hmm. and obviously we care deeply about the financial aspects of our business as well but that's that that's one that's one part. A way bigger part of it is the business and the stakeholders, the people, the 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 impact that you have on your customers' lives and businesses. Like that's the reason we get up every each and every day. And Frontier is as nerdy and geeky in a positive way about that as we are. And and that's what got us excited. I will say there there's 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 one um particular person in the organization who I think has listened to like most of the skew casts. And I, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've had to listen to those. I'm He's sorry. Like, no, no, no. I, I really like it. I really like it. He said, that guy, Bobby, his voice is fabulous. Right. But he's, he's, He's pulling up content from a skewcast from a year or two ago. Oh yeah, remember this guest? I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, and 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 I I think I think that's an example of the kinds of people that we're aligning ourselves with, that have that next level passion and interest for the business. And I think Catherine and I have always believed, and this certainly was the case at Right Sleeve, is that if you treat your people well, you treat your customers well, you treat your partners well, you run a business that's not necessarily a a shortcut to riches, right? Like there's no such thing as that. And you do, and you show up each and every day and you make the right decisions and you build a culture that you're proud of, then you know what? The financial side will probably sort itself out after the fact. But all that other stuff is so, so important. There's no shortcut to, to the financial success side of things. And I think that that's, that's the feeling that we have about, about these folks that we've aligned ourselves with. And that is extremely different from some financial investors that will come in, they'll write a check, they'll, they'll, they'll call you in a quarter and say how your numbers, and if they're not aligned, then, you know, you've got real problems. And that's, that doesn't mean that we're necessarily off the hook in this particular case, but we're used to, we're accountable to ourselves right. and other stakeholders to run a successful business. Yep. So this is kind of commonplace for us. Yeah. 
Uh, last question, we'll finish this off with this for both of you, because we talked about the customers, we talked about Frontier, but I'm curious, and I'm sure our audience is curious too, because we have an audience full of entrepreneurs. How are you both feeling at this part of the journey? Mark, I'm going to start with you, and then I'm going to, Catherine, I'm going to let you end. How do you feel about turning this next chapter in the story of Comiskey? Oh, I'm super excited. Um, I mean, it's 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 been a big process. Um to go through the selection of a, of a partner, all the meetings that you have, the flights, the uh, keeping it on the down low, that's exhausting too, right? right. There's a lot of this that's confidential <laughs> for what happens, so that's exhausting. Um, but really excited that we've now uh, crossed the finish line. The deal closed while we were in Morocco. Uh, Catherine right. was sitting in a tree house. Well, uh, that, that all finalized. So we're, we're really excited to have that uh, part finished. Um, and, and for us, what, what's exciting about this next step is continuing Common Skew's path to realizing its fullest potential. Yeah. And I think for us, that's, that's the reason we get up each and every day is to build a business that reaches its full potential so it can make a maximum impact on customers, on the people who work at the company, certainly for us as entrepreneurs. That's why we do this. And, and this is one additional, an additional lever that we can pull to help us realize that potential. Yep. Catherine, last word. Yeah, just feeling totally fired up. You know, we just came back from two and a half weeks vacation that was amazing and so kind of restful and to be able to come back kind of knowing that we're starting on this next phase of the journey and just could not be more excited about having smart people around the table that are um, here to support and help and being able to have kind of strategic conversations and to spend more time working on the business. I mean, that's what we're always, you know, preaching to to our customers is to be able to you know pull yourself up and be working on the business like that that is um to me what's what's really really exciting about this so yeah i'm fired up <laughs> thank you both we'll link to the leather we sent out to all customers here in the show notes and uh we'll catch you next time thank you bobby thank you Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SKUcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to SKUcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening. Music.